Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about best practices when starting in our career. Obviously, you guys take all of this stuff with a grain of salt. It is our opinion, but we want to touch on, um, you know, the best places, best techniques that we have used um, to really, really just get our artwork out there, uh, just breaking it down into a very simplified, this is what Rafi and Klee did as they bumbled their way in the beginning of their career. <laughs> and fortunately for this narrative, we have done a lot of different things. We've done a lot of bumbling, a lot so of bumbling. So much bumbling. Yeah. <laughs> so. The other day when I was writing the uh, stuff for the show, for the art show that we just did, the promotional stuff, mm -hmm. I looked up and was was checking to see how many shows we had done. That are on record. That are on record. And obviously I I can't get all of them because we didn't, we didn't record every single one. But I went back through in the timeline and I saw that we did over 600 shows. That sounds about right. Yeah. We've done over 600 shows in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about that, 600 shows, and you think about the fact that there's 52 weeks in a year, and that means that that's 520 weeks, and we've done 600 shows. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So <laughs> we've we've done a lot of shows. We've done a lot of really great stuff, and we've done a lot of really uh, not great stuff uh, yeah. to, to put ourselves out there. <laughs> So let's get into it. Well, today I uh, put a video on YouTube where I was talking about our big expensive art shows worth it, right? And I think that this this is something that I didn't really think about um, talking about before mm -hmm. because a lot of, you know, I'm excited about people getting their artwork out there and doing art shows, right? Or just in any way, shape, or form that even, you can put it that out you there. you could put it out there. Um but there is a distinction. There's a difference. So a lot of the big, big, big name art shows that love charging $600 to $700, even up to $1,000 or over $1,000 for a show. There's quite a few that are in that bracket. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few of them that are like that. And really, one of the things that I did after doing a lot of research was realize that like some of those shows really, they're not worth it. They're not put together by artists a lot of the really good shows are usually put together by like some kind of arts council or something like that mm -hmm. yeah um, like the renegade art show that yeah, happens yeah like exactly mm -hmm. the and the the thing about it is when you're looking at those shows um if the price is really really expensive it has to make sense Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, there are some shows where um, and this is what I was talking about mostly where they're charging seven hundred dollars to uh, do the show. And really what they're doing is maybe renting a park or even if it is something that the city donates the park for the show. And then um, people have to bring their own booths and they're going to bring some. Uh, some stuff for the show. And, you know, like when I think about it and I think about the number of artists that are in these shows, mm -hmm. the numbers don't add up for me. Hundreds, sometimes thousands of artists at these shows. Exactly. They're the, huge money makers for the event coordinators. Right. And, but some of them do make sense. So like, for example, the Gold Coast show, which is in Chicago, it is put together by one of these event places. In fact, unfortunately, a lot of the big name shows in Chicago and even some of the little ones 
are put together by the this event company mm-hmm. and their typical charge is like anywhere between 450 to 700 dollars per show mm-hmm. now a lot of them don't make sense to me there's one that like takes place in front of a mall and i'm like i don't understand why you're charging 500 dollars for me to set up my booth here like I, it's not it's not worth it some of them like the gold coast yeah now the gold coast has gotten way more expensive but the gold coast show is a good show but it's not a great show but I do understand why um, they would be charging as much for that because, you know, you got to close down streets in downtown Chicago. You need to hire police officers. You need to. Yeah, the Gold Coast is a pretty big show. Yeah. And so it also has a pretty good reputation. It does. It has a good reputation. Now, I had a better reputation when that area, the River North area, was more of like a like an art mecca with a lot mm-hmm. of art galleries and stuff like that. So it's things like that that I think when you're first starting off, you got to look at what is this show? Why are they charging so much? And who are the people that are attending? And the best way to do that is to go to the show as a patron, as a patron and experience it. Totally. Because the thing about it is that that show would be worth it to someone that already has a large following in Chicago or in whatever area or in whatever. Like if you're doing a large show, like, you know, that you have a large following, you know, that every time you go there, that you're going to, um, have maybe 20, 30, maybe there's, you know, we used to have people that would visit Pensacola once a year and they would make sure to find us because they collected our stuff every year while they were there. Certainly. But that begs the question, if you have that kind of a following, why wouldn't you just do your own pop-up exhibition? Well, I, I mean, point, and, that's, you know? and that's what I want to get to here because for a lot of it, it's like, when you think about it, like, let's say you're going to do a show for a thousand dollars, right? You could literally rent uh, a storefront for the month, you know, talk to like a building owner that has an empty storefront. You could literally rent a storefront for way less than that and use that money to promote your show. Yeah. Um, so, and, and in that case, instead of it being a two day show or a three day show, now you're taking that money and you've got an entire pop-up gallery for an entire month. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, I think one of the reasons that this makes me upset is that a lot of these event coordinator, when I look at them, when I look at these big companies that are doing these big shows and really what they're doing is trying to promote the prestige of the show. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. And that's where I'm like, don't, there are really so many ways that you can show your artwork. Um, and, like I said in the video, we started our career by doing the flea market. Mm-hmm. And then some of the artists that would come by the flea market and they would meet us, they told us about gallery night. Gallery night was $10 to set up in front of a business for a few hours uh, during gallery night. Um, then we had found out about the Pal Fox market, which mm-hmm. the, was the big farmer's market. Which at the time was also $10, was, I believe. Yep, yeah, $10 uh, for one day. So every weekend we had a place to set up at the Pal Fox market. Once a month we had gallery night. And then we talked to another artist and they told us about this thing going on in Fort Walton Beach, which was a little bit outside. That was about $10 mm-hmm. to set up. And it was uh, like an art walk that was kind of the same as yep. gallery night. So, so then we had two gallery night-esque art walks per month. Yep. 
the um, one each one was like on a Friday on a on a different Friday. Mm-hmm. And then then what we did was we looked around the surrounding towns to see who had their own art walk. Yeah. Mobile had an art walk and Atmore, Alabama had an art walk and um, Destin had an art walk. Yeah. Yeah. So we started branching out and doing those, but all of them were very um, inexpensive. In fact, the the first thing that we ever splurged on, and I say splurge in quotation marks because I think it cost us like $50. Yeah, it was a $50. Was um, the Pensacola Beach Boardwalk, like wine walk, an art show. Um, was like our first big investment. Yeah, that was our, our big, our big, because, okay, so this is the reason, this is the reason. And it, it, the reason is because when you're looking at putting yourself out there, every opportunity to show your art when you're doing a show, you got to look at it almost as if it's marketing, right? You can't really count on the fact that like, okay, I'm going to sell something at the show. That's never a guarantee. You never know if you're going to sell something. So we would go and do these shows. And first off, I wanted to make sure that if I sold one piece, I could pay for the show and then some. Yeah, definitely. Um, or if I sold, you know, four small pieces, I could pay for the show. Or, definitely or, not like your entire inventory of yeah, work to pay for the show. Exactly. So like that was one thing. But let's say that I didn't make any money. The fact of the matter was with all the people that I would meet. That to me was, okay, I just paid for advertising. I paid $10 to advertise. To hand out hundreds of business yeah, cards. who I am. I paid $20 to advertise who I am. I paid $30. You know, the, or we, even $50. 50, yeah. Or even $50. And we've done shows. We've done shows where it was $150, but those were like three-day shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are the things to think about. And that's why I say like when you're getting started and you're deciding, you're looking around to put yourself out there. Remember that the big art shows that are charging a lot of money are the ones that are promoting and those are the easiest ones to find. Yeah. And even word of mouth follows suit. Oftentimes I can tell you like some, a common thing when we were doing our shows and our art walks and our circuits, we would start to hear, you know, the same conversation from people. You guys should really be doing this big show. I won't name its name uh, in Alabama. And you guys should really be doing this other big show. And I think it was in Panama Beach, big, big shows, entry fees of several hundred dollars. And um, one even that's downtown in Pensacola. And so we decided to go as just patrons um, to see what these shows were like. And by and large, there were a lot of disgruntled artists at a lot of these shows because, uh, you know, of overcrowding or, you know, stress about making their booth feedback and having traveled long distances to get there and so and that's and the so thing, forth. like when you're when you're dealing with a show like that, where you're doing if you are going to do a circuit, obviously you don't know uh, whether or not you're going to do well in that place. Right now, what I noticed with a lot of artists um, that do a circuit is that they would go into an area and do small art shows, like yeah. small art walks, small things like that. And they would really start to put together a grouping of people and then they would announce when they're going to be in town at this show. Yeah. You know, a lot of these artists that do the the big show circuits that have been doing the big show circuits, they've been doing it for 20 years. And they've established a, a following. Exactly. Yeah. In each one of those locations. And that following knows that they're going to be there just for that show that year. Definitely. In fact, we knew some artists that were pretty well established at some big national shows that would go every year and do well. Yeah, yeah. because 
because they were established there. But is that the thing that you do when you are first getting your stuff out there? For me, the answer is absolutely not. No. I would have to seriously consider it even 10 years into my career just because of the direction that we've taken. Yeah. Um, but not when there is a multitude of other opportunities. Yeah. Um, so it would be more of an experiential thing for me, I think. Um, there are some big, very reputable shows that are very expensive that I would probably consider doing for the experience of doing said show. Yeah. Um, such as the one of a kind show in Chicago. Now for that ex ex extremely large booth fee, you do get some perks and you it do, is an indoor show. Which you do is get nice. perks. It's an indoor show and it happens for the holidays. So yeah. the, again, that would be one of those things where you have to consider what am I bringing to the show? This is essentially a Christmas show. Am I going to bring big, original, expensive works? Well, me, yes, I would some because every show, whether it was a little under the bridge art walk show or something like that, I would bring in a lot of my smaller pieces, but I always brought my my showcase pieces, you know, the, the bigger pieces that are a pain in the butt to haul to these shows. But mm -hmm. I, even though I knew chances are they're not going to sell, I wanted to show the, the scope of the your scope. Work of my work. Um, and, but I would focus mostly on the smaller things. So when I look at a show like that, um, obviously I would take some of the bigger pieces, but artwork is so personalized, you know, it's so personal to the person buying it that I'm like, well, people aren't going to buy this as a gift, you know? Right. So the one of a kind show would do great for jewelry. Yeah. I, I assume I would probably do fairly well. Yeah. And I, you know, I would maybe take some calendars, maybe some, I don't know. I would have to really, really, if I was going to invest that kind of money into that show, I would have to really think about what kind of art am I going to bring? What kind of thing am I going to create that I'm going to bring that I enjoy creating first off, mm -hmm. because I wouldn't just create some pieces just because like, oh, these will sell, you know, that I enjoy creating, whether it's something that I have to build or, or something like that, but it would have to be something that like, it would make it worth it to me. Yeah. Right? And, and, and even not, not financially, even if we sell, you know, if I don't sell that much, but I meet a lot of people and they take my card and stuff like that, because a lot of people that met us at shows, it, it took them maybe a couple of years to like reach, reach out again and develop that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it, that's what happens. Somebody follows you online, you know, and that's where the benefit of having social media or having something, you do a show, you give somebody a card, maybe they happen to follow you on Instagram. And then at that point, maybe they get to see your stuff and then um, they become a little bit more familiarized with you. That's, that's, that's not bad. But at this point, because I would not be, I definitely would not sign up for a $4,000 show next month. No, you would need to have a massive inventory for yeah. a $4,000 show. And, and there's one thing that's really um, across the board, like we've seen it at these big shows, right? If you're going to drop three or $4,000 on a show, uh, the compulsion then is to bring out big expensive pieces like right. where you're like okay well then this piece is four thousand dollars so if i manage to sell it then i pay for the show right and there's nothing wrong with having pieces like that like a one piece and cover your show fees kind of piece but across the board i've seen it at these big shows where the the compulsion is to just bring that stuff and uh you walk into these booths and there's just nothing but incredibly expensive artwork. Yeah. And while it may be the case that it only takes selling one or two of those to make it worth it, 
Um, oftentimes I see desperate looks on artists' faces when they go that route. Yeah, because then you're narrowing it down to just one or two people. And honestly, it just takes one person to really make your day at a show. But if you are um, eliminating everyone else, yeah, then, you know, there are a lot of shows that, uh, you know, I sold a big piece and because I sold a big piece, it was bonus. Um, but there, you know, for, for the most part, it was, you know, smaller pieces, medium sized pieces, maybe sort of large pieces. And then, you know, I'd always have a big giant showstopper, but as far as like, uh, selling those, I mean, I've sold those at, at plenty of like markets and, and art walks and things like that, but it, it didn't happen every weekend. Most no. definitely didn't happen every week. Samson said, I'm converting our guest cottage into a gallery space. Little gallery at Whitside. Oh, I love that, that's Samson. That's a great name. That's brilliant. That's that's we. That's what we have downstairs. We want to do um, things like that. At here, art happenings art at the house. Art happenings at the house. Um, the you know, overhead's pretty good at our house. Yes, the as overhead far as is extremely good. <laughs> Another thing to think about, and like I was saying, is you – there are, there really are, there are shows that we got invited to do because they were trying to get them started, right? Yeah, that not that, a lot of people had heard about. That they did not charge anything to get the show started, right? you know, for us to be at the show. Tina said, $10, wow, the cheapest markets in my area charge 45 per day. Yeah. And- well, I, you know, and $45 is, we actually, when we started at the flea market, it was more expensive than most of the shows that we did. Yeah, it was. The flea market was the most expensive thing we were doing at the time. The thing about the Pal Fox market, Tina, is that the it the market was still getting its legs when we started. Yeah, it's definitely not ten dollars anymore. No, no, <laughs> it's it's more expensive. But even forty five dollars, if I were to do the the Pal Fox market for forty five dollars. That would be worth it to me. I probably wouldn't do it every week. No, I wouldn't I, do it year round either. I would do it seasonally. I would do it seasonally and I would do it biweekly. Yeah. Every other week I'm here. And that way you could tell people every other week I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, Witsend, brilliant name. Yeah. Samson said our property was dubbed Witsend by previous owner. It was a and b for years. Uh, was uh, Kirkman's Digs until he married my sweet daughter-in-law and moved to paradise. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So Hi, Cass. Hey, welcome. Cass. Hi, Leslie and Tina. Welcome, welcome. Thanks oh, for joining us. I totally forgot to make the announcement. For anybody that's listening to this, we have our amazing rogues with us here. So uh, if you hear us reading comments, that's what they're doing. They're chiming in with their brilliance, which always makes our podcast so much better. That's true. Uh, yeah, because obviously they're all brilliant. Tina said, the way I see it, doing shows is like paying for advertising. As long as you're handling out business cards, gaining future clients, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Tina. Now let's talk about a couple of hacks that you might be able to try depending on your area. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So one of the shows that we did um, was a big annual show in Florida, but we didn't do the show Exactly. Because so the booth fee was $675 to do the show. Um, but we didn't want to pay that. And we didn't want to be in the overcrowded, over hot, like part stuffy part of the yeah. festival. So what we did instead, and some festivals frown upon this. So use your judgment. 
but there were cute little businesses that populated the whole area around the festival grounds. And so during the festival, those businesses would open up and some of them would put their wares out on the sidewalk for festival goers to pass by as they went to and from their vehicles. And some of those businesses were totally cool with letting artists set up booths in front of their businesses. So instead of doing the super expensive show, what we did for a few years in a row was set up our canopy in front of a business and honestly, we did very, very yeah. well. There was one year where she charged us $20. Uh-huh. But yeah. usually, usually we would do it for free and then we'd set up. And we were set up by a tea house, which yeah. was awesome because we could go in and get tea and coffee and baked goods. And actually, in my opinion, it was better because it was so hot inside the festival. And we were like right by a tea house. We were, you know, the cobblestone little yeah. uh, sidewalk. It was all cute over there. So like I enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. And I can't tell you how many people were like relieved to get out of the festival grounds and would even say like, I like, I actually like this part of the show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> better than in yeah. The show. And the thing is that there was no, the, and the, the thing is that the festival itself cannot do anything because that is businesses property. And really the, businesses, property, yeah. the businesses around the festival are there to capitalize on the festival itself. And a lot of times they're more than happy to put an art. If it's an art festival, they will be more than happy to, be showing off an artist. Oh, absolutely. It's a boon for the business. It's a symbiotic relationship. Now you might get some shade thrown at you from artists that paid the the show fee. We certainly did. And we would get comments and all the, you know, the plethora of things you can imagine. Um, but it is what it is. You yeah. know, you just shrug you're gonna get Well, of course you're going to get shade because they just paid $675 to set up at their booth and they know that you're out there um, <laughs> and didn't pay that much money. So, I mean, it's one of the perks of being scrappy. Yeah. Uh, Cass said, we try to support local events and markets, mostly to network. Plus, if we ever decide to create our own event, these other vendors have said they would support us. It's yes. a brilliant that networking is, oppor- opportunity. Yes, yes yeah. Cass. That is awesome. We did a little tiny pop-up art walk in Atmore, Alabama. It was just tr- starting, just trying to get its legs under it. I think it was free or very cheap. Uh, it, that Atmore, Alabama one was $35. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. And um, the whole town turned out for this art yep. walk because they were so stinking excited about having an art walk in their town. It's having anything in their town. And it was like, you would have never heard of this thing except for word of mouth, basically, yep. by being at other markets. But keep your ear to the ground keep for stuff like that. Keep your ear to the like ground because that. That, was, that was one of those shows where like one artist that had done it the year before was like, this it, it's show, you know, because Atmore is this tiny little, there's nothing there. So he was like, yeah, have you guys done the, the art Art more Artmore?" And I was like, no, what is that? And I was like, really? Like, he's like, no, it's a great show. And everybody else that had never done it, right. That they had heard of it, but they didn't do it. They, their comments were like, oh no, I don't, that's not worth your time. That's not worth your time. We did it. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like so many people showed up. Rachel said they just jealous they weren't as smart. Ginny <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> said a lady I know would set up in front of her house during the Old Town Art Festival. Yes. Luckily, she lived in the heart of it, but she found a way around the fees. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's I the mean, benefit of owning private property near a fairground. That was one of the that was one of the things that uh, I wanted. Like when we were looking at places, if we were going to live in Pensacola, that's what I was look. I was like, how much are these houses? You know, right. uh, because, <laughs> you know, as an artist or as an artist, you're a business owner. So like 
the best thing is to be able to drive traffic to wherever your stuff is at. The second best thing is to be able to bring your stuff to wherever traffic is. The thing you never want to do as a business owner is overinvest in something that is temporary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like a lot of festivals, they're temporary. And so they're, they're you, weather, you know, contingent on yeah. weather. So you do want to have some kind of budget formula for the shows that you do. And that's why for us, it's, I'll give you an example. Like the gallery that we have our stuff in right now, you can rent that gallery for a hundred and one fifty, one fifty, and you get it for the whole month and, and you, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. And so like, that's to me, I'm like that, those are the kind of things that you want to look at. Mm-hmm. You want to look at where can I show my art? Do I, do I put my own art show together? If you do have a space like that, where it's, um, uh, that would be a, called a rental gallery or it's, uh, maybe a, a business storefront or even with a yard sale. We had big, um, uh, our yard sales, we call them yard sales. Mm-hmm. And we would invite other artists because my dad, my dad had a big property. So when we were living there, his yard was huge. So there was an area for people to park and then we would set up booths in the yard, in the yard. And so people would park their car and we'd, you know, it, when you get a bunch of artists together and you're like, make some signs. We want to make signs. We want to put them out there. And you're making all these really cool artsy looking handmade signs that are like whatever, mm-hmm. which I always love doing. Um, then you you will drive traffic to wherever it is that you decide to set up. But yeah, taking advantage of um, of if you have a friend or you know someone that lives somewhere and Definitely. That, where you know that there's going to be a festival and just asking like, is there any way I could set up? something there. There's also usually, and it depends on the area, but usually you're in proximity to, or within an hour of little businesses that are trying to um, promote the arts and their business inside uh, of the business. So like, I know um, one of the rogues, Jenny said 150, I got to move. That's three pizza delivery. (laughs) I know Jenny. Um, Leslie said working collectively is a great way to start your exhibition journey. Oh, totally agree. Absolutely. Um, so like extempore over, um, over in the UK is doing like there's cafes that do like little pop-up art things and you can bring your art and you get, you can have a coffee and you can hang out. And there's places around here that are doing art and open mic. Um, and more and more places are doing it as a way to have that symbiotic relationship between the business and the artist to promote both. Yeah. Because you want to, you, you know, how are, how is that business? You got to realize like, how is that business going to drive more traffic? Right. They, they, maybe they have, if it's a coffee shop, maybe they have the people that stop at that coffee shop every morning. Um, and then maybe some of them come back in the afternoon for lunch. Well, if you're, if they're holding an event, then it's going to bring more people in. Mm-hmm. And as artists, as musicians, as, you know, people that are basically um, bringing something extra to the world. Yes. You know, I, it, we're, we're great entertainment for, for businesses. <laughs> businesses like to have us if they're smart. Yes. Welcome, Jinja. Um, okay, here's another hack for you. <laughs> and this one is... A little risky, again, um, depending on the show and the scenario. So use your judgment. This one's a little riskier maybe even than the setting up outside the festival grounds. But I have done this twice. Um, I did this at the Oregon Country Fair, and I did this at a market uh, in Oregon also. 
there was no space. Like the Oregon Country Fair is very expensive and they get booked like you can't get in as a vendor. Um, so we had reached out and said, you know, like, what does it take to get a space? And they were like, yeah, you can't. But what you can do is you can buy a ticket as a patron and you can be here at the festival and you can essentially promote what it is that you do. Yep. You can't sell anything because that's solicitation on right. fairgrounds, but you can be present with what you do. So, so long story short, here's what happened. Uh, went as a patron, put together a little gypsy cart, if you will, which is essentially like a little glorified wagon that was decorated all cool. <laughs> with some CDs and some merch. Uh, this was with my band back in the day. And we weren't selling the CDs or the merch, uh, but we were performing music because there was no problem with doing that. And there were business cards aplenty. Um, and people were very eager to donate money to us. And then we gave them a promotional yeah. CD. Um, it's so a, it's it great was, marketing. It was a way to, marketing. yeah, it was a way to network um, and and kind of get ourselves out there in a sort of unconventional way. And um, we also had permission to do that at a market in Oregon where they didn't have space for us, but they didn't really mind our presence there. Yeah. Um, essentially, what it is <clears throat> is being out in public at a thing and making yourself really conspicuous. Yeah. Essentially not trying to blend in, really trying to stand out you know, with you whatever could... it is you're doing. Like, for example, walking around a festival with a sandwich board. Exactly. Your That's what we did. We <laughs> walked around a festival that was already going on and I was wearing a sandwich board and we were promoting our show. And it's, it's just, it's having fun going out there, putting yourself in awkward, not awkward, but well, it could be awkward situations where it's going to spark the whole thing in of itself is going to spark a conversation. The gypsy cart did so um, the billboard, the the sandwich sign that I was wearing did so. So Cass is bringing something up here that I think is important, and it's something that I want to touch on. She says, make yourself present to the people that want to have events. The two local chambers of commerce call us every time they plan an event. Yes. That is brilliant because that's one of the first things you do in your area. Uh, like, for example, here is I contacted the arts council. arts council. I contacted the chamber of commerce. Um, I, and not only for my town, but for the surrounding towns as well. Mm -hmm. So Franklin chamber of commerce, Titusville chamber of like basically everything that is, that is drivable. And it's not, you know, it's not going to take me two hours to get there. That's why I say, you know, like 50 minutes to an hour, I'm good with that. An hour is a good radius. Yeah. yeah. It's a good radius, but like, you just contact them because a lot of a lot of these businesses and a lot of people that are in the chamber are looking they're looking for things that are going to bring business into their town mm -hmm. and you want to become a part of that now as artists a lot of artists are very timid and very afraid of doing that because it's outside of their comfort zone but really you got to remember we are a creative force to be reckoned with and it was when I changed my perspective, because back in the day, I would say that my perspective was very much like, I'm going to do this art thing and hopefully people will appreciate me and hopefully they'll accept my art thing. Um, in Pensacola, when we started our career, I started, you know, it was almost, I don't want to say that I was indignant, but it was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just 
call everybody and let them know what I do. This is what I do. If you're, you know, are there any things? And a lot of the things that we did was through organizations, the DIB, getting involved with the DIB in Pensacola and all that stuff. That was a huge uh, piece of the puzzle. Cass said, my dad does all the talking (laughs) teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mario is awesome, Cass. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Sarah M said, I'm in the middle of making a vendor tray, which will hold around 20 of my handmade sketchbooks and a t-shirt that says free sketchbooks, plus all of my details on the back. And I'm going to walk around town handing them out in a few weeks. And I'm really excited. About oh, it. that is so exciting. I, wanna, is so I great. want to see pictures, Sarah. I want to see pictures, video, yes, video. Please. I want to watch video. As they say, video or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, Sarah. I love and- it. That that brings to point. Um, so that that is so good. That is so good. That's amazing. But it's that definitely. A but that also move. brings to point that when you are doing stuff, you know, the other part of it um, that really really helped us was that we took pictures of everything that we did, whether it was doing a market, right? Because I'm doing this market in person, but the picture is what's going to promote what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's what a lot of people that's. You want to, when you're doing the social media presence, right, you want to, you want it to be, hey guys, this is what I'm doing or this is what I've done. Not someday I'm going to do this or, or I'm looking to do, or I'm looking to do this or I'm, you know, it's like you want to, you want to show, it's almost like the proof is in the pudding. Definitely. And, and we had said this in conversation with someone, uh, the day before yesterday at the gallery talking about the big shows versus kind of the rogue approach. Um, And our approach was we're not doing these big expensive shows because we are making ourselves unavoidable by being at everything else, essentially. Um, Whether we're at a thing as a patron and, and again, I know we've talked about this, but we went to, just about everything, every art opening uh, that was happening, um, yep. even if we were just there in support of the other artists that were there, you could not avoid us. Rafi and Klee were at all the things. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's how we did. Uh, and that's how we found out that's about everything so we many learned shows. about. Yeah. And it's in the video I said, look up event calendars for your town. Look up event calendars for the surrounding town. Look to see what kind of little art events they're having, whether or not they're having an art walk or they're having some kind of gallery night thing. Look that up, go to it, and then figure out, okay, if if you like it, then figure out, okay, how can I get my stuff in here mm-hmm. next year? And talk to the artist. And talk to the artist. So many times, um, countless times, us doing shows, we would be approached by artists how how do I go about getting my stuff here at this show? Yep. And most artists, if they're not jerks, are totally willing to give you the information. And that's that's most artists. Yeah, there are is. some out there that are like, but it's because they've been doing it for a long time and <laughs> things don't work. You know, it's just, you don't want to get grouchy no. in your art career. Avoid. You want to do the things that are going to inspire happiness within you so that you could continue to be the bright light that you are and attract more people to you versus become somebody who's just out there trying to make a buck. Leslie said, nice, the fine art of being present. I love that. Yes. I love that you said that the way you said that. Yes, absolutely. Cass said, I sell my artwork, but also have tattoo portfolio with the sign that says, ask me about your next tattoo. Cass, I love yeah. that. That's brilliant. Yes. You promote the things that you do. 
the things that you do. Sarah M said, I will try my best with the video. Pics will be a definite. Awesome. Awesome, Sarah. Kelly said, it's always great to have supportive, I have support close by. My supportive friend moved to Chicago. Don't uh, overlook the potential to make more art friends. Yes. Um, in, you know, more online art friends. Obviously, you have the Rogue fam behind you, but even art friends at markets and shows, you never know when you're going to meet your next art friend yeah. um, that yeah. you might team up with and you take never, over the world. Yeah, you never know. Cass said, people always ask how we got so good at what we do. We blame Rafi. <laughs> oh, Cass. <laughs> you guys, you guys are amazing. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah. So become unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do all the things. Don't burn yourself out trying to do all the things. Yeah. But do all the things that you can do. Be a patron. Meet artists. Go to shows and meet artists. You know, find out how their day is going. Find out what they're doing. Um, just and make connections. You know, and don't add the extra pressure of going to the show with the intention of like, I'm going to make connections at the show. Right. You're um, right. <laughs> go to the show to enjoy the art and, um, you know, and have a conversation if it gets sparked up. But like, just go because just the act of you being there. Um, and people seeing you and then seeing you at the next event, some of them, cause I mean, we were painfully shy when we, so a lot of, a lot of times we'd go to an event and like, we didn't talk to anybody. No, we were totally trying to blend in with the wallpaper for yeah, some of these exactly. events. Exactly. Um, and so like, but, but after going to so many people would approach us and they're like, man, I see you guys everywhere. It's kind of funny and ironic to me now looking back that we were so introverted oh. and scared and driving around in the most conspicuous <laughs> vehicle of all, like you could not miss us. And that was by design, even in our car, but that we were so shy and then driving around in this thing and yep. attending all these things. And, and that eventually- was one of the reasons I did that was because that was so outside of my comfort zone, you know, to, to bring any attention to myself. Right. And I was like, man, you know, like I'd see people driving around in an art car and they're, you know, they're all um, quirky and stuff like that. Yeah. And everybody's asking them about the car or asking about this. And that was one of the things that I realized, like, man, if you have stuff that is going to spark up a conversation, mm-hmm. right, that weird thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, walking around with the sandwich board or um, we still get stopped all the time. The The Jeep is not as conspicuous as no. the Explorer was, but we got stopped the other day because the Jeep does have our website. Yeah. On and it. people ask, like, what is what is that Rafi and Klee mm-hmm. back with the Explorer? Because it was Rafi was here. People would ask me, like, what is Rafi washer? <laughs> right. <Do> you remember <laughs> it read like Rafi washer clearly not a car washing service yes. if you looked at the explorer um if you have high a, cruise high cruise if you have a vehicle that you can paint or decorate in such a way that it promotes your art business it is a great way yeah to put yourself out there i mean there are so many great ways to put yourself out there and i i love the i love the I love thinking outside of the box and most definitely having fun with it and most definitely challenging your own insecurities with what you do. I think that that's why our career was all of that. Mm-hmm. You and I were both painfully shy mm-hmm. and but we didn't force anything. It was step by step. You know, the first step for you was just saying hi mm-hmm. to somebody when they walked into the booth. The first step for me was to actually sell my art. Yeah. Because it was terrifying. I I remember standing there terrified 
the first day that like, you know, where you suggested Rafi, you should really sell your art. And I was like, uh, and I really thought about it. My initial reaction was no way, no way. I'm not putting this out there. Luckily you suggested that during a time in my life where I was like, I don't like being afraid of things. Right. I don't, I don't want to have insecurities. I don't want to be afraid. So I, but that was, that was me putting just my artwork out there and talking to people. That was like being behind a wheel screaming and pushing the accelerator with my <laughs> eyes closed. Like it, it just, it, it, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. It and, and now, now we're doing, you know, we have our gallery show. You and I are going to play music. It's true. Um, and I am terrified of doing live music. And you just signed up for your first official book fair. I did because sign up for a book and I'm terrified to do a book fair. It's ridiculous. And, and that happened through word of mouth because someone that came into the gallery on Saturday is one of the organizers for this book fair. Yep. And so that's, that's really how it happens. It, it, it really is. is a word it of really mouth. is. You guys like, listen, the only way that I've found stuff online Right. Because I have a, and I've, I've debated whether or not I was going to, because I actually, uh, there are several websites that over the years I signed up for to look, you know, for festivals and stuff like that. And they'll send me links whenever there's a festival going on anywhere in the country. Um, but a lot of them are there, you know, they're paid plans, which the big marketing companies are the ones that are paying them. Yeah. These little art walks, they're not going to pay for marketing. No, it's word they, of mouth that gets people there. The more they do these events and it usually happens because they're on a local calendar. So you look at the local events calendar, look those things up, look up, look up a town name and look up um, what I did when we first started looking for stuff was I looked up a town name nearby and I typed in art walk next mm -hmm. to it to see if there was or farmer's or market, farmer's market or gallery night. Mm -hmm. And then I'd, I'd look at it, investigate it, see if it was something that I wanted to do or be interested in. And then we would schedule a trip to go out to the next one and we would talk to people. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, and that was terrifying to do that, to, to like go up to it. So, um, uh, how did you, uh, you know, and then like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as like skeezy, you know, like I'm trying to, I don't want to be like, so huh? I'm going to be whatever. I'm going to be part of the sea. Yeah. I think it's in, and it's, it's so interesting because it really is word of mouth. And a lot of people really want to jump online and like make their career just happen online. And listen, you can do that. Mm -hmm. But the reason that we got popular was because we were out doing things in person and then telling those people that we were online. So that's how we got more and more and more followers. Mm -hmm. online. Yeah, as it was building online also. And really online is all about the connections you make too. Yep. It's not very different than the in real life. It, it really is not very different. And that's why I say like one, one person at a time, one person at a time, whether it is online or it is in person, like if you get two people that are following you, that is that is reason to celebrate. Absolutely. Allie said, I had a shirt on my dog that said, ask my human about pet portraits. She wore it at a winter farmer's market. Oh, that's oh, brilliant, that's Allie. So I great. love that. I Kelly, love that. Kelly said, that's why I want a tiny step van, uh, a step van tiny home with painting uh, and my name painted on the side to travel around in. I think <laughs> that would be amazing. That Kelly. would be amazing. 
<laughs> you need to put that on her and take her to the pet store. Yeah. Tina had also said um, she was surprised and loved doing the, the yard sales and was surprised at how many of her neighbors didn't even know that she was an artist. Yeah. Until- I mean, and that's the thing like that. That was the thing that was important to me is like I have spent I spent so many years um, being too shy to tell people that I was an artist. For me, I was like, I'm going to proclaim this to the world. Everyone is going to know that I am an artist. And, you know, in the beginning, you face those insecurities because you have people that are like, you're an artist, (laughs) you know, people that are like um, not pessimistic. What is that? Uh, belittling uh, yeah belittling <laughs> but they but they themselves in their lives they're oh they're cynical they're cynical um they they're jaded jaded yeah. is what i mean like there's a lot of people out there that had big dreams didn't put themselves out there and then they're walking around jaded and the only thing that makes them feel better is to try and crush somebody else's dreams right it's not that they're doing it on purpose it's just that they're jaded and and cynical so like you're going to deal with that in the beginning but the more and more people that know that you're an artist, the more those cynical people or jaded people start to fall into the background because they're not going to have a crowd that's going to agree with them. You know, if, if you're like, yeah, I'm an artist and they're like, really, what do you do? You know, nobody's going to agree with them and they fall into the wayside. Mm -hmm. They fall into the background. Um, And really Ultimately, what happens is the more you put yourself out there, the more you validate to yourself, I'm doing this. This is who I am, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's but it, but it has it doesn't have to be the serious thing. It has it could be fun. Like, I love it what should Sarah, be fun. I love what Allie did with the, with the dog shirt. I love what Sarah is going to be doing. I, I'm so excited about that. And just doing, you know, um, Sarah Neville is doing the markets and like a lot of you guys have done markets and stuff like that. It's like, don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to do a big expensive show and walk away feeling discouraged because you just blew $700 on something that doesn't feel like it's worth it. Yeah, I I fully agree. And that's where I'm like, reach out to the little places get started, get started doing a little art walk. If it's $45, if it's $20, if it's $50, you evaluate whether or not that price is good for you. I, with clean, I, we would do yard, like I said, yard and art sales. Mm -hmm. We would do yard sales. Uh, you're allowed where we lived, you were allowed four yard sales a year. Yes. So we would do yard sales. We would do open studios where we'd invite people over for an open studio. I was just going to say that um, and do it safely as always. But like, um, don't overlook uh, open studios in your living space, um, but make sure, you know, that you have someone there with you that you feel comfortable inviting people into your home in that way. It's one of the Um, reasons I I like, I actually love the yard and art sale. Cause it's outside. Cause it's outside. It's in public. So I like that a little bit more than doing an open studio, unless you have a dedicated space for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the things that we're doing, and I think this is a good question to ask yourself. um, Cause we, you know, like we have our online community, the rogue fam, it's incredible. And um, I think we're going to take over the world. Yep. Um, but ask yourself, do I know the other artists in my community? 
yeah. um, because you'd be surprised what you might brainstorm together if you start getting to know the other artists in your immediate vicinity or even in surrounding communities. Um, what might pop up from that? We're thinking about, we're actually going to be starting a rotating art night here with the other artists in our community. We don't know what will become of it. It could become a big deal or it could just be a fun thing that the artists here do. But it's those ideas that pop out of the woodwork when you start soundboarding ideas off of other creative humans. Definitely get to know the artists. Get to know the artists. You. And when we when we first got started in Pensacola, um, a lot of the artists that were there that we would meet were like, nothing is happening here. There are no other artists here, this and that. And the thing is that they weren't going to the little art events. They won't, weren't going to stuff like that mm -hmm. so it gives you the impression that like you're in it by yourself and there's no way to do it because the the you know the lingo that's being used in the world is like you're gonna starve you're gonna this you're gonna that so you don't see any proof of it when in actuality chances are there are plenty of artists that are making a living um in your area and in the matter the thing about it is getting to know people and that's where you grow that support system is going to the art fairs or going to the uh, art gallery openings and you know you establish and see whether or not it's something that you like you know if if you go to an art art, art gallery opening and it's completely hoity-toity and you're like nope not my not my jam i'm gonna roll on yep <laughs> find the ones that you enjoy sarah said my street uh has annual art sales this saturday i'm doing a yard sale out by the road a lot of people show up yes free. that's awesome that's sarah. awesome sarah heck yeah kelly said well the ones in my community don't talk to me because i'm not like them i'm rogue i bet you there are some rogues oh. that you haven't met around your area i bet you i bet you there are kelly yeah. <laughs> and either way, we're not terribly far away from you. That's right. <laughs> uh, Rachel said yesterday at the Starving Artist Fair, a person approached me and told me about a studio he runs for artists to paint and draw live models. Turns out I worked with him years ago. Small world. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's so By cool. the way, Rachel, congratulations yes. on your show. I know, it, I know it was hot, but you are a badass. That, that it was, I enjoyed looking at the pictures. Me too. Um, me too. Because that just, I don't know. There's something, it, it's something gets all warm and fuzzy in my heart when, when I'm like, yes, you're doing them. it. You're doing it. Cass said, we're starting a local artist coalition. Heck yeah. Founding members have been selected. We will eventually need a Rafi and Klee presentation. Oh, we Cass, would, we're there. We're there. We're totally there. We would love that. <laughs> we would love that. That would be incredible. And you know, we got to come see you at some point anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that is on our agenda. Our agenda is to go out and because, you know, obviously we're making all the connections here in, in this town and in other towns. We know hundreds of artists that are amazing in Pensacola and those surrounding towns. And we would love to just get out and visit you guys and just I, I would love to just have this community of artists be so powerful that we can. We already are. I mean, we are. We are. But that we can change I think we're changing the world. I, you guys, I do. I think we're going to change the, I, I think that the rogue community, our online community, all the, the rogue creatives that are kindred uh, spirits, yeah. right? We can and are changing the world. I think so. I think you're right. And I don't think there's anything that can stop us. Nope. And I'm excited about what, what our rogue community will look like 
five five years from now, ten years from now. I mean, at this point, at this point, if somebody were to uh, discriminate against artists, and we all decided to show up, we got numbers. Yeah, we do got numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, you know, honestly, this subject, when it comes to getting your art career started. We could be sitting here for hours. We could be sitting here for days talking about just all the different options and all the different things that you could do and the mindsets and everything like that. But I think that we're going to end it here. I think we ended it on a good note. You know, I, I feel like we giving, did. Giving some practical ideas and some brainstorming of um, just different ways to put your stuff out there and have fun with it. Leslie said, I love play, play, doing plein air with others. Once we get to spring down here, rogue rising. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Cruz said, absolutely changing the world. <laughs> Jenny said, as lucky chance would have it, a weirdo, wonderful artist moved upstairs for me years ago, and I'm so grateful. You never know where you'll find them. I found my best friend when randomly working at the Art Institute, it, right? That's that's how that's so awesome, these things Jenny. happen. I it love is, it. It is how those things happen. Like, it's so great. I remember, well, with us moving here and people find out that we're artists, it's so interesting because, like, I think, I think that people think – some people that live here think that there aren't that many artists here. So they meet us and it's like, we're a unicorn. I'm like, dude, there's a lot there of are artists. There a here. lot of artists here. <laughs> yeah. We haven't met them all yet. Um, we just met some of them at our reception because they yep. were awesome enough to come to our reception. Yep. Shout out to you guys. And um, Cass said, you all showed up to my live Facebook art talk. So scary, but less scary with the rose. Oh, yes. Thanks. Cast that I'm was so, so glad. Oh, you're so brave, yes. Cass. You were awesome. Yeah. You dealt with the technical difficulties and you made it work and you were amazing. Yeah. And it's true. Having the Rogue fam uh is amazing. It really is. It really is. And that's um, you know, that's really like we're live streaming the stuff going on at the gallery so we can share it um with the community at large, but also because it makes us feel good to have the rogue fam present. Yeah when these things are happening. I mean, I will tell you this. So like the, the live stream is going to go on the, for the, for the song, for the music is going to go on the music channel. Um, I'm playing for you guys. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my, that's my happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, because if not, might, might literally I've had my knees give out on me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that so, is your happy place and that's so, what it is. Yeah. So I will, I, yeah. I, I'm playing for you guys. And I think that that's important, you know, when you're doing this and you're putting yourself out there that you, you understand, even if you are by yourself, that you're not in it alone. You are not an island. You do have a support network. Yeah. Uh, and you never know where you might add kindred spirits to that support network. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's an excellent That's place. an excellent place to end it. Yes. Uh, even though, is he... Is, I don't know. Podbean assigns weird usernames. It really Hello. does. Hi. <laughs> Jenny said, you find artists secretly everywhere. We walk down the street in our neighborhood and spy easels and windows and we geek out with happiness. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Jenny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, it's Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's... Uh, Sarah said, I have to dash now. Need to sleep. Have a good night. Good night, Sarah. We're about to good end night, Sarah. the stream. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. All right. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that or, uh, yeah. Burp, burp. Beep, burp. yeah. All right. So that's going to get cut out. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. So hopefully you guys found the information and it's helpful. Like I said, we could probably talk about this for days and days and days because there are Honestly, when it comes down to artists, you guys are a force of nature. We are a force of nature and completely unstoppable. And I think that that's why that narrative is out there that it's hard and you have to jump through hoops. No, you don't. You just got to get out there and put yourself out there creatively and have fun doing it. Um, So yeah, we could keep talking about this, but it is time for the live stream to end. So anybody that's out there listening to this, thank you so much for listening. Uh, all the rogues being here, thank you so much for being here. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. All of you guys out there are absolutely amazing. I totally adore you. And uh, yeah, if you like this and you're listening to this somewhere, whatever platform you're listening to it on, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you could listen to all the rogues talking about art and life whenever it is that you want. And other than that, I will let Clee say goodbye. Go forth with love and jazz hands. (laughs) Good day. I adore you guys. Adios.